Hello and good evening, Puerto Rico. It's 5.20 p.m. And today I will bring you with a different podcast where I will give you the top 10 best progressive rock and metal bands provided by Magazine of Rolling Stones. So sit back, relax, and enjoy because it's going to be a fun ride. Number 10, Dream Theater. Three years ago, Dream Theater released a compilation entitled Greatest Hits and 20 other pretty cool songs. The title refers to the band's 1992 single, Pull Me Under, which hit number 10 on the mainstream rock track chart that year and actually received some airplay. For a progressive rock band, especially one that started in the mid-1980s, that's an amazing feat. They never repeated it, but the band's army of fans couldn't care less. They probably even preferred it that way. Led by guitar god John Petrucci, Dream Theater plays to gigantic crowds that regard them as the only band that matters. Beloved drummer Mike Pornoy left the band in 2010. Without any further ado, here we have it, Pull Me Under by Dream Theater.
You are listening to the Andrew Van Song Podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Number 9. Mars Volta. For some rock fans, progressive rock started in the late 1960s with King Crimson and ended in the early 1980s when, yes, Genesis and Rush all started scoring massive radio hits with short, poppy songs. While the genre certainly picked in popularity in that time, the genre has never really gone away or stopped evolving. The Mars Volta may not be the progressive you're used to in the ultra-strict hills topographic ocean sense of the word, but it's impossible to listen to the Omar Rodriguez Lopez-led band and not hear just how much the genre has influenced them or the length of their songs. They're also one of the few progressive bands with an extremely young audience who probably wouldn't know a Robert Fripp if he fell on them. Now, you're listening to Mars Volta, Interstatic ESP.
Number 8. Tool. If Mars Volta defines progressive rock for the last decade, Tool defines 1990s progressive music. The group probably can be more accurately defined as progressive metal, and they retain a gigantic cult following despite their minimal output. The group has been together for 21 years, but in that time, they only released 4 LPs. They don't have anything that even resembles a hit single, but they pack arenas and headlines festivals every time they hit the road. That's pretty cool. The group's leader, Maynard Keener, also started a side project called A Perfect Circle in 1999. Here is Sober by Tool. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Why can't we? 
You are listening to the Andrew Van Song Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and also click the bell to get notified. Number 7. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer get a bad rap. Some critics, particularly punk rock fans, say their name makes them sound more like a law firm than a rock band. And that they signify everything wrong with the bloated arena rock of the late 1970s. People say they single-handedly inspired the punk revolution. That's an awful lot to pin on a single rock group, and even if that's true, it's quite the accomplishment. Haters aside, it's hard to deny the songs like Lucky Man, Carnival 9, and their rendition of Fanfare for the Common Man. The group began as a progressive rock supergroup, featuring members of the Nice Emerson, King Crimson Lake, and Adam Rooster Palmer. They merged classic music with progressive and were packing arenas by the mid-1970s. But the times changed and they quickly grew to despite one another. There has been periodic reunions over the years. Now, playing Fanfare for the Common Man by Emerson Lake and Palmer.
You are listening to the Andrew Van Song Podcast, your number one source of entertainment. Number six. Yes. Yes, it's the longest running soap opera in progressive rock history. Alliances with the band are consistently shifting and the members come and go. In what seems like a revolting door, at the center is bassist Chris Squire, the only man to appear in every incarnation of the band. Though he wasn't part of the late 80s, yes, splitter group Anderson, Brookford, Wakeham and Howie. It's all very convulting. Anyways, it's beyond dispute that the group's early 70s output stands out as some of the greatest moments in progressive history, particularly 1972, close to the edge in 1971's Fragile, and they had a huge comeback in the 1983's with Owner of a Lonely Heart, but since then it's been mostly downhill. In recent years, they replaced original lead singer John Anderson with a frontman of a Yes cover band. He now tours with former Yes keyboardist Rick Wakeman. It's almost too complicated to fully explain or even understand. Just put on Close to the Edge and transport yourself back into a simpler time. You're listening to Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes.
Number 5. King Crimson The Big Bang of Progressive Rock was King Crimson's 1969 debut LP, In the Court of the Crimson King. Months after the record was released, the original lineup dissolved and Crimson has existed in countless permutations ever since. The only constant member is Robert Fripp. Months after the record was released, the original lineup dissolved and Crimson has existed in countless permutations ever since. The only constant member is Robert Fripp. Fripp wrote in a December 2010 in the diary entry, As long as it felt necessary for Casey's music to enter the world, I was prepared to take on pretty much whatever nonsense came with it. Also, I quote that he wrote, Today, there are greater necessities for me than pulling new Casey's music from the air and touring the world to present it to ears that would rather hear older repertoire. Which is pretty fab, may we note. Live KC music of any period would have value, but I doubt it would shape any contemporary music debate. A grief of expectations, conventionality, and conflicts demand, a younger Fripp would have dealt with it and suffered. An older Fripp would choose his suffering more carefully. Also, Robert, I have an idea. Why don't you reunite the band for one final concert? If you're sick of the band, bring the whole thing full circle and then pull the plug. Anyways, enjoy Easy Money by King Crimson.
Listening to the Andrew Van Podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Number four, Jethro Tull. In the early 19th century, Jethro Tull invented a seed drill, effectively giving birth to the modern agriculture. About 270 years later, a British band named Jethro Tull released Aqualong, effectively giving birth to the flute-driven progressive rock as a commercial juggernaut. They never released an album as successful, but it's not for lacking of trying. The band has 23 albums under their belt, and they tour constantly. Their 1987 LP, Christopher Named, won the Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Forward Slash Metal Performance, Vocal or Instrumental, beating out Metallica's and Justice For All. Yetro Toll have endured a lot of mockery for this, but clearly the Grammys are the villains of this story, and they didn't select their Grammy category. With you now, Aqualong by Yetro Toll. It's been 
start away on anything. Your poor old sod, you see it's hurting. Number three, Genesis. Genesis breaks many rules of rock and roll. Bands aren't supposed to get more and more popular as the decades go by. They aren't supposed to sell more records after the ultra-charismatic frontman leaves for a solo career. The drummer isn't supposed to effortlessly take over as a singer. But Genesis are trailblazers. The early records from their Peter Greville days, like Foxtrot and The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, gave them endlessly credibility in progressive community. By the 1880s, Phil Collins had taken over and they were churning out pop songs like Illegal Alien and In Too Deep. They were also headlining stadiums all over the world. It was a weird time. Phil quit after the 1982 We Can Dance tour, and replacement singer Ray Wilson never connected with audience. The Phil Collins lineup toured in 2007, but Peter Grebels stubbornly refuses to commit to a tour. In 2005, he called the band's meeting and almost agreed to a reunion, but he got cold feet. It's very frustrating for the massive Genesis fan community. Now playing Land of Confusion by Genesis.
Number 2. Pink Floyd. You gotta hand it to Bob Geldof. By 2005, it seemed impossible to imagine the classic lineup of Pink Floyd ever standing on the same stage. It had been 24 years since Roger Waters had shared a stage with David Gilmour. In that time, there were lawsuits over the name rights, endless squabbles in the press and seemingly no chance of a reunion. Geldof can be convincing, and after much back and forth, he got the four men to agree to it. Their four-song set was absolutely glorious. And just three years later, keyboardist Richard Wright died, forever ruling out a full reunion. You hear that, Peter Greville? If you wait too long, it becomes too late. Here's another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Number 1. Rush While well, this poll wasn't even closed, Rush won in a landslide. 
but this couldn't come as any surprise. The Canadian trio have perhaps the most intense and enthusiastic fan community in all of rock. The band deserves such commitment, while most of their peers have fallen apart due to greed and laziness, Rush has maintained the same lineup since 1975, and their concerts are as spellbinding as they ever were. It's also beyond dispute that Neil Peart is the greatest drummer on the planet. Here's our last song on the list, Subdivision by Rush. Enjoy!
Well, it's the end of the Andrew Van Zark Podcast. Thanks to the magazine Rolling Stone, we can now know and have a big understanding of what progressive bands sound like and which are the top best of all time. Also, don't forget to follow me on every social network as Andrew Van Zark. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Most importantly, click on the bell to get notified. I'll catch you on the flip side. Adios, amigos. You are listening to the Andrew Van Zark Podcast. Your number one source of entertainment. entertainment.